I, Drogo, son of Barbo, this I swear before the mother of mountains as the stars look down in witness. Shark bait, brouhaha. Shark bait, brouhaha. Everybody and welcome to another episode of Brotherhood Without Manners, your favorite full spoiler movie podcast of George R. Martin's A Song of Ice and Fire series. Starting with the Game of Thrones. As always, I'm your host Zach, and sitting here next to me is this guy, everybody's favorite co-host, Nate. Nate, you're co-host as well. Wow. By the way, you're not just. Don't be trying to put yourself on some kind of pedestal there. You're putting the pussy on a pedestal. <laughs> so, if you joined us last week, last episode, I see I did it what you did last time. What I did last week. Yeah. No, it wasn't last week. <laughs> God damn it. Um, we were reading Bran. Bran 6. Yeah. Well, I have a new notebook, a brand new notebook for this chapter here. It's fresh and clean. It's a whole new I world. know one person who was listening, and that was Julian. Julie. In. Because he was a little bit late, but that's okay. We're always happy to read out some other other inductees because he sent us one for that chapter. And so his inductee is obviously Rob. Obvi. He impressed me with his maturity for the age he is. Doubtless you only meant to cut my meat is one hell of a line. Loved it in the show, by the way. True. He showed courage and strong will, yet admitted to Bran he was scared, making him human again. Only a kid facing his fate with all the honor he can gather. Marching with his own army south is a brave move. Taking command at 15, great. Great. So he also had a, a sub-inductee, I suppose we'll call it. Uh, Osha's reaction to Hodor's penis is Hell a yeah. collector, too, making her a close second. Her North of the Wall wisdom, which is the main reason I let this slide in, which he already knows to be true, is gold stuff. I agree. Um, she'll definitely, I don't know, if, did one of us yeah, induct her? See, so he says that hope one of us would induct her, and we did, as you saw. I closed your email, and you probably need that back open again anyway. But Yeah, thanks, Julian, for writing in. We uh, He also sent in an inductee for this week's chapter, Daddy. but we'll get to that at the end. So, yeah, uh, for Brand 6, Bran is watching the last of the approaching Bannermen of the Starks come gather at Winterfell. The banners have been called. Rob is riding to war. And so we got a lot of sort of contemplation on that and what that means. And Bran spent some time at the Godswood, and we learned that he's been doing a lot of dreaming and thinking and talking to the gods lately. And but not as much listening, which then Osha comes in. Drops some and, knowledge. Yeah, drops that north of the wall wisdom, as Julian put it so eloquently. And Bran maybe starts to, starts to see things in a different light, uh, if not actually hearing things. So... I'm looking forward to brand chapters in the future. Yeah. This week, we're jumping across this week. Fucking shit, man. This episode, we are jumping across the narrow sea to Daenerys, and she is in her sixth point of view chapter. Yeah. And uh, things really picked up last chapter. This is kind of a, a mellow aftermath. Yeah, we got the, the prophecy, the stallion who mounts the world. Danny is basically carrying in her womb this... Almost godlike yeah. entity to the Dothraki. This person who's very supposed kingly, to un- unite everyone, and lost to Viserys. Right, yeah, sure. And so, so Danny and Drogo, as we get into this episode's chapter, are currently trying to make more stallions who mount the world. And when they're finished, Drogo rises from their sleeping mats and towers over her, and his mouth is twisted in a little frown beneath his mat mustachio. And he says that the stallion who mounts the world has no need of iron chairs. Yeah, and so we realized that we were kind of in the middle of a discussion that got interrupted by sex, and then that's being picked back up. And Danny, who... Or they were talking about it during... That too, you know. <laughs> we need to we need go to... <laughs> left to I apologize for that being put into everyone's ears. Anyway... Um, Danny also says that the prophecy said the stallion will ride to the ends of the earth. Drogo, I can't get over that. <laughs> That's awful. Drogo is like the earth ends at the Black Sea. Yeah. At the Poison Sea. Uh, no horse can cross that. 
So sorry, sucks to suck, but not going. Yeah, we get it later in the in the chapter, but yeah, the Dothraki don't trust any water that their horses can't drink, and so the Black Salt Sea, it's salt water. We know that that's a very natural thing, but the Dothraki don't trust it because their horses won't drink it. And so and, they're very superstitious and so, towards yeah, the horses. And so yeah, fuck the sea. And she, she go- tells him that the free cities have ships by the thousand, and it says that she's told him this before. So they've had this argument yeah, multiple yeah. times by this point. Now, I really like that because she says that they can go get wooden horses with a thousand legs that fly across the sea, and uh, she's going to be flying across the sea, both on big boats and eventually on her dragons. You so know I think who ain't? Drogo. Drogo's definitely he ain't not fucking having it. Yeah. We will speak no more of wooden horses and iron chairs. And he begins to get dressed. And he says, this day, I'll go to the grass and hunt, woman wife. Woman I, wife. I just like the woman wife. <laughs> and so Danny just says, yes, my, my son and stars. And so this is when we learn that Drogo is going to take his blood riders and ride in search of Harakakar. Krakar. Harakar. <laughs> The Great White Lion of the Plains, and so is this where we're. Is this where it's happening? This is where it's happening. All right. Okay. So, so one, I do have to attribute, put credit where credit's due. Uh, the Not So Silent Sisters inspired me because to do any, his fucking research. Any other mystical animal that's popped up, they've taken it upon themselves to research it and look into it, and we've loved it. And so when this popped up, I immediately was like, you know what, I'm gonna do it myself. And so I did so. And in doing so, I, I went through a ton of sites, uh, all sorts of different things, uh, symbolic meaning, dream interpretations, spirit animal interpretations. I read as much as I could about white lions in particular. And, and her car. And her car. And so apparently, uh, as is well known, lions, regular lions, are said to represent Independence, confidence, control, fierce loyalty, and, and the, the power king, king of the jungle. The power to make change and courage. <laughs> but uh very Lannister, you know, and, uh, yeah, right. obviously. So then the white lions, according to legend, are star beings who were put on the planet for a now, specific spiritual purpose. Make sure we're mentioning this is our world legends. This isn't book lore. I mean, in our I world legends, has, shit gets even crazier because they say aliens dropped them off. Yeah, but, all sorts of crazy stuff. But, but yeah, no. As far as more spiritual, kind of taking it back a step, that they're 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 said to be these spiritual messengers, messengers of the gods, and that their presence will ensure peace and prosperity for all the land, and that the white lion is considered the king of kings, a guardian presiding over a sacred site, and. In spiritual terms, their coloring represents purity and enlightenment because white contains all the colors right, of right. of all colors, obviously. So everything I kept reading, I, and I read a lot. I kept, I read a lot. Everything kept mentioning that that line there, that King of Kings, King of Kings. that King O Kings, and besides. My old WWF enjoyment that I used to get into in Triple H taking that moniker, I knew that wasn't what was tickling at my brain fruits. So I looked up the poem that I'm sure many of our readers have at least heard of. I know I had. um, Breaking Bad made it popularized for a bit as well. But the poem of Ozymandias. And so I looked into it and I read it. And when I read it, my jaw kind of hit the fucking floor. And so I'm going to read it now. And then we're going to discuss why my jaw hit the floor. You reading this? Yes, I'm reading this. Okay. Ozymandias by Percy Shelley. I met a traveler from an antique land who said, Two vast and trunkless legs of stone stand in the desert. Near them, on the sand, half sunk, a shattered visage lies, whose frown and wrinkled lip and sneer of cold command tell that its sculptor well those passions read, which yet survive, stamped on these lifeless things the hand that mocked them and the heart that fed. And on the pedestal, these words appear. My name is Ozymandias, king of kings. Look on my works, ye mighty and despair. Nothing beside remains round the decay of that colossal wreck. Boundless and bare, the lone and level sands stretch far away. So... The poem of Ozymandias is obviously meant to represent hubris, the belief that 
making a mark, you will have a, a an everlasting kingdom. Yeah. And, and when I read it, with Danny being in Vastothrak, literally the land uh, land of stolen and false idols. Yeah. I had to think Martin put this in here intentionally, and I believe that this white lion, as described as being the king of kings in lore, is a reflection of Ozymandias, and therefore is a reflection of Daenerys Targaryen herself. Everyone got angry in the show when Danny burned down King's Landing. I offer this right here as proof of that happening. Mm. The white lion represents Danny now, in that she will have the power to change the things around her for good or ill and be a protector of right. sorts, a spiritual the, guardian, the, the a Misa, a mother. And as we'll learn later on in the chapter, Drogo is successful in this hunt. And she will eventually fall. And she will fall. And he, he will even make a, a cloak for her, he claims, of the skin. And so her symbolically wearing this guardian she will turn to this Ozymandias, this this Avastothrak monument, if my you will. empire and my my kingdom, my people. Look upon my works, yeah. ye mighty in despair, and it, it's it's that, and we and it and it keeps coming up because yeah. there's there's quite a few more hints, but I I in my heart in my fucking soul I believe that Martin put this tie in there that this white lion represents this spiritual guardian this king of kings and the king of kings tie to Ozymandias is meant to be I know Ozymandias has been brought up before in reference to both Danny in the show and House Targaryen yeah but as you've mentioned like this is Martin himself placing it in as a a hint that this is the character this is what is going to become of her so it's not as outlandish and granted a lot of people's issues with the show version is that they didn't get the the satisfaction of seeing that descent and that oh madness. absolutely it happened but, too quick but there were also a, a majority of people that say that doesn't make any sense yeah people are saying it was completely world. out of character in what world would what she, i mean yeah, yeah no and it, so this again as you pointed out to me and we've discussed heavily over the last few days um definitely points or we feel as martin pointing at her relationship to the King of Kings, to that Ozymandias, the well, because I mean, to the... me, it's it's this the you know the sneer of cold command. That's her brother. It's these it's these different images of yeah different parts well, of that, her again, life. The, the fallen idols and the the monuments, the desert the, stretching exactly, far away. It's both in literal and in the figure. Mm-hmm. You know, and and so here shortly, as we're gonna see, she's gonna head through the, and see all these different. So keeping Ozymandias in mind, we'll we'll continue moving forward because Danny believes that if Drogo is successful in hunting this harakaka, that he might be, his joy will be so fierce that he might be willing to hear her out about hitting Westeros as like a quick, you know, trip over. Like, let's just hit the, the store quick. Yeah, like, yeah, yeah, just shoot over real quick. But this is where we learn that to the Dothraki, water that a horse couldn't drink was something foul, and the heaving gray-green plains of the ocean filled them with superstitious loathing which is a mouthful, but I just think such a delicious fucking sentence. Drogo, Drogo was bolder than most men, but not in this. Yeah, even this this man who's never lost a battle, he's got all the call bell he needs, and he's he's fearless, and he's like, fuck that water. Yeah. Nope. No, I don't blame him. I don't like deep water either, Drogo. Fuck that yeah, shit. Yeah, I don't blame him. So after Drogo and his blood riders ride off, Danny summoned her handmaids, and she was feeling very fat and ungainly now. She's... She'd probably go to the max. She's getting there. Now, I wanted to, and not because, you know, I don't think, you know, she's pregnant. She deserves all the help she can get. Um, And I'll mention it again later on, but she's, for someone who frees all the slaves and does all that, for those She's so blind to her. She's very demanding Mm -hmm. with her own slaves, her own handmaidens. She never refers to them as slaves herself, but... Man, is she just like here now? Get this. Yeah, no, I've made a point to write down anytime it says commands in the book. Yeah, Bran as well. He commands Osha just because I think it's interesting to point out when these high lords and ladies are throwing their weight around. And yeah, someone who's such a liberator of slaves, Danny softens the blow by calling them her handmaids. But and we'll come back to that later with some of the things Drogo says in his speech to her. Yeah, Yeah, and so. Yeah, it's it's a it's a whole interesting scenario here with Daenerys Targaryen. So it says she welcomes their help because she's feeling so 
fat on Game yeah, Lee, and they yeah. scrubbed her and dressed her, and as Eerie is brushing out her hair, she sends Jiqui to go find Sir Jorah Mormont, who comes at once, wearing horsehair leggings and painted vests. He's, he's fitting in there. Yeah, he's Dothraki. dressed like a, a Dothraki. Doesn't surprise me. He knows how to handle himself there. Yeah, and he asks how he can serve her. Basically, she just wants his help in convincing Drogo to go west. Like, yeah, he means to it. move east after Rago is born to plunder lands around the Jade Sea, and Drogo... Or not Drogo. Jorah. Jorah. Yeah. He's like, what do you expect? Like, to him, They're nothing. Westeros is just a bunch of buildings clinging to rock islands out mm. in the middle of the water. The Jade Empire. Jade Empire? Jade Sea? Jade Empire is the game from the, on the Xbox. That's the from game like on the, the Xbox 360. I had a yeah. blast on that game for a long time. I think that's Bioware. I Bethesda? don't remember. Bethesda? Bethesda, I think you're right. Anyway. anyway. Um... And so I would, I'm right on board with Jorah and Drogo. Like that definitely does seem more appealing from Drogo's point of view. And she's like, yeah, but like, I don't have a kingdom over there. Yeah. So yeah, she she's begging him, and she thinks that she'd never seen the Seven Kingdoms either. Yet she felt like she knew them from all the stories that she had heard, the ones Viserys had told her, and then things that Viserys had promised her a thousand times that she, he would take her home. But he was dead now, and his promises were dead with him. And he tells her that the Dothraki do things in their own time, princess. Have patience. Have patience. Don't make your brother's mistake. We will go home, I promise you. And she thinks home. And she thinks that Sir Jorah has the has Bear Island in an actual place right. to return to. But what was home to her? Uh, stories? Names recalled like a prayer, a fading memory of a red door. Was Vase Dothrak to be her home forever? Where the Dosh Colleen, her future. So she's she's having some 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 thoughts. And it says that Sir Jorah must have sensed her sadness because he tells her that a great caravan just rode in late last night under command of merchant captain Bayan Votris. I'm gonna go with Votris. Which one of Saria wasn't? The merchant captain. Bayan Vo- Vo- Votris. Vot- Votin. I don't know how my handwriting is awful. V-O-T-Y-R-I-S. Yeah, Votiris. 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 I like Votiris. Bayan Votiris. Yeah, and Illyrio may have sent a letter. Would you like to go to the market today and see? And she's like, yeah, She's I like, would. fuck yeah, man. Like, You never know what they're... They, I mean, you never know what's in the Wonder Ball. So like, right. she's down. She's good. Uh, I, and she, we do learn she's been visiting quite a bit. It's not like she doesn't do it, but yeah. Um, we also do. You, is this? This is just Jorah trying to go and check and see if he has any correspondence from King's Landing, right? I I think it's a little mixture of both here. I think his uh, this is where his sort of love for her is coming through. Where like he he's sensing she's sad, so he does wants actually to want to her. But yeah, he needs to go check and see um, if he's got some. I also was, and I was going to wait until later Ow. when we get it. But do you think that what he learns from the letter from Illyrio made him use that information differently, or alter it, or withhold some? To, I was going to ask the same for, fucking question for the purpose of. At first, he had certain intentions, but they're like calling off the assassination, maybe. Mm. And so then he feels awful but wants to go home because he's also learning about Robert and, you know, maybe Ned's capture. Yeah. And so he realizes I can go home sooner rather than later if Ned's not fucking around. And so he's like, well, then I can kind of twist this to help Drogo, like, head west, use yeah. it as motivation and fear into her. Oh, well, it was Robert Baratheon. Like, you know, he wants you fucking dead. He wants you dead. Yeah. Um. Yeah, no, I, I'm not, I'm, I don't know, because I was going to ask you the same fucking thing, <laughs> and like, like, I think it's a manipulation, I think he's manipulating the situation to his benefit, definitely. Like, my question mainly is, like, does the letter say that it's a mine, oh, a wine cellar, like, she's going to be poisoned by a wine cellar, and no. then he immediately goes out and finds her, because he seems to just... Because, I mean, he does technically explain why he does it that way, that he didn't know how, but he knew that it was now a thing. And so well, when he this guy is offering her. you wine, well, that's it. You got to like he's you know. Um, I feel like he he shows up out of the blue and fucking because he was f- completely fine having her fucking wander around until eating he got sausages until he got there. Like now, all of a sudden, he comes up for a shakedown on this wine merchant. And, well, it was because the hit got canceled. I would imagine. I mean Wiles. something. But anyway, yeah. So she tells Erie to prepare her a litter because she they're gonna head into the the market, and so. 
Jorah leaves, saying that he'll gather her cause, and so Danny says that if she, if Drogo was coming with, she would have ridden her silver, because among the Dothraki, mothers stayed on horseback almost until the moment of birth, and so she doesn't want to seem weak. But with Drogo off hunting, it's nice to just chill back in and lie on some cushions. I did. I put Jorah there instead of Drogo. <laughs> Whoops. And so yeah, she she's enjoying the litter being carried, and so yeah. Jorah rides beside her with her handmaids and four young cause. And it says, as her litter passed beneath stolen monuments, she went from sunlight to shadow and back again. Again, we get these this Ozymandias imagery, this these fall, fallen idols, these stolen gods. Now, do you think that the the shadow passing? Do you think that's representative yes. of she's going to rise again? Or do you think that that's... I think it's contrasting the, what's in, inside her, this black-white, black-white, yeah, that yeah. she, because she does, she flips it on and off. Right. She was cold and heartless with Viserys. She does it again with this wine merchant when she realizes when she was, yeah. it's this duality within her of this. She And she's staring at these, that's it, she's staring at these idols, these monuments people have made, thinking... What am I going to do? What does my future entail? Am I just going to live here among other people's greatness? Or am I going to go out and make my own type thing? And then, yeah, she's staring at these, riding into the Western market with the stallion. It's just, it's fucking goddamn it, George Martin. So she studied the faces of the dead heroes and the forgotten kings, and she wonders if the gods of burned cities could still answer prayers. And... Again, it's just fuck. Yeah. Fucking yeah, A. Yeah, that's crazy. So she does she starts thinking to herself that she you know, she could make this place her home. She she could live here. Except for the fact that she's a dragon. And she can't stay here because she's the last dragon. And she's the seat of kings. Yeah. And I also like to note there, because specifically what you're saying, uh kings and conquerors. Yes. Not just kings, but she also points out that she is from the seed of conquerors and that the child inside her is also the seed of those kings and conquerors. Uh, not that that really matters. No, we yeah. all know, but I, I thought it was interesting because yeah, she, she's building it up like, and there's just, it's interesting. It's the way he uses the wording just popped out to me. Cause it says, yeah, she was Khaleesi with a swift man and a swift horse or a strong man and a swift horse. And an honored, uh, or handmaidens to serve her, warriors to keep her safe, and an honored place in the Dash Kaleen when she grew old. And in her womb grew a son who would bestride the world. That should be enough for any woman, but not for the dragon. Right. I mean, that... So she almost immediately, because, yeah, she had a little bit of her dreams and stuff there where she was super badass. It's almost like she's taken on that Viserys now. Where he was very much the dragon and the, this, uh, like, in that way. Well, we already, like, we've already seen this drastic shift in her where she went from essentially a slave to a, she's the queen of the Dothraki right yeah. now. She is at the height of power. Like, why do would you want more, essentially? I mean, I understand she's got this longing for home, but just looking at it, you know, objectively... Right. She, she she improved her station more than anybody really else below her could Absolutely. ever hope and to. she's got her horse that she enjoys riding. She's got Drogo. She's who's, free to ride and yeah, go wherever she like, wants. Because her and Drogo have a good relationship at this point where he's not just raping her. It's mutual. They've developed this tenderness and, and love for each other. So, yeah, the... Why does she want that? Because she feels she's entitled to it. Because she feels she's entitled to it. And she wants to conquer it. Look upon my works, ye mighty in despair. She she wants to leave that mark. Yeah. And she came from these conquerors, like you said, these kings and these conquerors. But they arrive at the Western Market, and there's just hundreds of traders and merchants unloading goods and setting up their stalls, yet still seems small and hushed and deserted compared to the bazaars in Pentos and the other free cities. So we get the snake in the fucking grass here explaining that the merchants are here more or less to sell and trade with each yeah. other because the Dothraki don't really understand that sort of business. But the Dothraki let them come and go as long as they observe the peace of the city, didn't profane the mother of mountains or the womb of the world, and honored the crones of the Dosh Kaleen with the traditional gifts of salt, silver, and seed. Plant seed, you 
You dirty people. You dirty people. Get your mind out this of This is gutters. a respectable podcast. Yes, absolutely. We do not talk about things like semen. Semen and cunts and stuff. That's bad. And Drogo's manhood glistening, glistening wetly. <laughs> yeah, you read that line, too. We know. Anyway, the Dothraki, again, did not truly understand the business of buying and selling. It's more a barter trade system yeah, type yeah. thing. So Danny likes the strangeness of the Eastern market. Ooh. No. Yeah, that which is cool. She likes to also listen to the singing of the spell slingers there in the Eastern market I like. Yeah, it's got um, all sorts of queer sight sounds now, and smells. She, she also likes the different people. The people, well, the animals first. The oh, manticores yeah, you go ahead and do the man. And yeah. the immense gray elephants and the striped black and white horses. And then, yeah. The I, so I do like we're getting introduced to the manticore again. Yeah. Uh, beforehand. Cersei's elephants. And so she then, didn't get in the yeah. show. But yeah, so she she runs into the people. And this is, as I had promised you, the arrival of a certain reference. So she's the, the dark, solemn Ashai, the tall, pale Carthians, the bright eyed men from Yi Ti, warrior. And so I want to hear more about these badass bitches. Warrior maids from Bayasabad. Shamariana, and my favorite, Kaya Kaya Kanaya. Kaya Kaya Kanaya. So even the dour and frightening shadow men, covered in tattoos from neck to arms, and faces hidden by masks. Quaith in the house! Or at least Quaith's people. And I think, or at least that's what I think, and I think that's pretty dope. Uh, yeah, I can see it. I just, There's I more... But maybe because that I feel like Quaith's mask would have stood out earlier. That's on. what I mean, the red and lacquer. And so I feel like Quaith maybe is in the higher rankings of the shadow people. The, the shadow, shadow men. men. She's a higher rank. Maybe similar to the drow in D&D, the females are the ones that are in charge. So, yeah, these men are running around with their little wooden masks and their fucking tattoos. Whoop-de-doo. The real people in charge are the women, mm. like Quaith. Who are out there with the fucking starry-eyed, lacquered masks of fucking mysticism and fucking knowledge? But Quaith. anyway, like, what the fuck even is what the fuck even is Quaith? Who knows what the fuck okay. a Quaith is? So, but anyway, it was a place of wonder and magic for Danny, but the Western Market smelled of home. I like that. As she's helped from the litter, she takes a big old whiff, and the smells just instantly remind her of Tyro Shinmir bringing a fond smile to her face. And she just sees crazy activity. There's uh, slaves carrying bolts of mirrorish lace, caravan guards wandering the aisles with nothing in their scabbards because they're not allowed to have weapons, a young woman selling Lannisport gold work with a huge eunuch guarding her stall. Danny tells Jorah that This she, is going to make me so hungry now that I see it again. That she used to love playing in the bazaar as a girl because they were so alive and full of people laughing and shouting. We seldom had coin to buy things, except for maybe a sausage now and then. Or honey fingers. Do they have honey fingers in the Seven Kingdoms? And Jorah's fucking ass is like, I couldn't say. Is that a, is that a dessert? What is a what fuck? What is that? You stick your is finger that, in... Is that what I'm going to do to you later? Uh-huh. Honey F- fingers? F- finger in a, in a bee's nest and a... What is, I don't, well, if you'll excuse me, I won't go seek out the captain and see if he has any fucking letters for us, for and me. She's like, oh, I'll join you. That'll be funny. He's like, you stay the fuck here. <laughs> I don't need your help. I don't need your help, Mom. God. No, he actually says that there's no need to trouble yourself, Princess. And he glanced around impatiently. Impatiently. Enjoy the market. I'll enjoy. I'll rejoin you when my business is finished. I'll enjoy you when my business is finished. <laughs> I mean, Jara's horned up, dude. But... She notices his impatience, and she thinks about it even as he's walking away. Curious. What is... What's curious? What's curious? Curious that you should choose this one. <laughs> anyway. Yes. Very curious. Um, she didn't see why she should not go with him. Like, like And then she thinks perhaps he meant to find a woman after he found the captain. Some men were shy about their couplings. This is this is this is the 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 light that passed on Danny, not the shadow. This is her naivety. Naive, naivety. Thank you. It's a naivety. There's like fourteen I's and three E's and like an A. And or three. it's like I before C, except after D E F. And then the silent W. And then the silent T. There's a T in native. Yeah. Oh, it's silent. Native. Naive. Look at you go. Yeah. Anyway. Yeah. She, like this is just her ignorance. She she's not at all suspecting foul play here. That. 
Like, Which is, <sighs> I mean, I get it. She's he's, very, she's still super he's young. He's the Westerosi. He's the, and he's much smarter than her, clearly. He's working some fucking angles here. But it's still just, his, she sees his impatience. She's picking up on he's these. He's not being subtle no, about it. No, he's not being terribly subtle idiot. about it. And, and she just, I think it's swept away in the market and, you know. That's it, exactly. And so. trusts him, wants to trust him. Anyway, she basically decides, yeah. That she shrugs. She's like, fuck he, it. Yeah, fuck him. He Let's go. go. Let's go, go, girls. We're going to do We're the gonna market. enjoy the market anyway. We're going to anyway. the mall. We're going to the mall. We're going, going shopping. shopping. It's going to be great. They uh, spent the morning wandering, and Annie did make a few purchases. She got some post uh shampoos and fucking perfumes and Hell stuff yeah, she that did. reminded her of home and stuff, which, like, good. Uh, that's smart. Like, if you want, instead of a photograph. She gets some sausages that she, she was some, mentioning. I want sausages. She buys one for her handmaidens yeah, they, and her cause. And who, they all which, like, it. I really like that. Like, that's it's, mentioned. Like, yeah. she is, you know, she's feeding these, like, she's feeding them like she, they're animals. She, like, but they're like, her slaves. That's how that, she's. But that's it. You're treating it's, your pants. Like, that's and, it. Like, like, she's nice to her slaves, yeah, at least. Yeah, she's And so we're, like, Martin is fucking smartly making us not care about it too. Uh, yeah, where it's even just realizing. like she's nice to them though. Yeah, because the hand might because at least yeah because they've never been treated. Well, like, like that's this. it. They've they're at had... least getting to enjoy the market too. But it's it's still this horrid yeah. situation of like yeah they're having it better than they've ever had it before. But they're still fucking slaves. Like Danny's treating them well, but they are still. Serving, serving her, her waiting and at, her, yeah, washing her, scrubbing her, cooking her meals, carrying her fucking litter. Like, it's it, and it's brilliant writing to blind us to it, where we're like, no, she feeds them, she lets She's, them yeah, enjoy yeah. the market. Granted, She's good. I really do like them having a little bird like eating contest. They get fucking yeah. The cause like, like they're they're weirded out by it, but then they like it, and then they just start competing to see yeah, who can eat yeah. more and. Danny's giggling about it, having a grand old time, which is actually nice because... It's been a long time. Uh, Eerie or Jiqui or whatever the other one's name yeah, is. Yeah, Eerie is... Uh, well, because Danny's like notices that they taste different, and she tells the woman that, and the woman's like, yeah, no, normally I make them with pork, but we out here with the Dothraki, so we doing it horse style. Uh-oh. And Danny's like, oh, <laughs> okay. But, <laughs> yeah, she giggles at them laughing, and then Eerie, yeah, tells her that you have not laughed since your brother died, Khaleesi. It is nice to see. Oh, well, since your brother was crowned by Khal Drogo. Yeah, but which is nice. It thing. is good to see Khaleesi, and Danny smiles shyly and says that it was sweet to laugh again. She feels half a girl. And so the bizarre is really. I just think again that's very funny how how masked that is. Oh, it's good to see you smile since you know your husband brutally murdered your brother. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> like, like he in front of you while you watch. poured molten gold <laughs> over his skull. But they wander half the morning. She ends up trading a silver medallion from her belt for a feathered cloak from the Summer Isles. She also gets some flasks of scented oil. And she only had to close her eyes and smell them, and she could picture the house with the red door. Yeah. She also got a fertility charm for Doria when she saw her staring at it, and then thought that she'd have to get some stuff for Eerie and Jiqui, too. See, and- which is like, yeah, again, she's treating them like friends and everything like that, but... Like, matching bracelets, <laughs> but, like, they're not... They're still her slaves, yeah. you know? So they come upon a wine merchant. Offering thimble size, like you cheap son of a thimble bitch. Like g- at least give me a Dixie cup. Like I'm, I just, you know, like the swish the, in school. The, you ever do swish in you, school? Well, you gotta have them in the bathroom. Too, yeah, the little Dixie, the little cup, Dixie cup. cup. Like, like that's all. That's all I need. And for a something taste. I can spit back into. Like in it's a wine it's... tasting, you fucking peasant. Yeah. I need to, to not swallow it. I sip it. Let it aerate. Have a little. Move pass. it around the mouth. Let it fluff. And then you taste it and you spit it. You don't swallow. You are a piss poor wine merchant, you fucking assassin. Red flag <laughs> right off the bat. I would have been Dunsky. Anyway, Did they you find have a career in winemaking. They find this. No, I just really like fucking wine, bro. Like I've been to mad orchards and doing doing wine tastings and shit. It's dope. And I made the mistake of like swallowing the wine at one of my first ones. That's and I not got a mistake. no. I you got fucking every other swifty, time. dude. I oh, ended yeah. up. Never mind. Anyway, <laughs> so she, after he offers her the the drink, she replies in High Valyrian, um, "Sure, I, I, I'll give it a while." A while. Yeah, he's claiming he's speaking fluid Dothraki, which was an interesting point to note. But yeah, he's claiming to have wine from fucking everywhere. Blah blah blah. And he's a small man, slender and handsome, and he bows to her, a taste for the Khaleesi, 
And yeah, he, uh, what is it, a, a sweet red? Yeah, I think so. A sweet red from Dorne. And we had a sweet red when we got the We did, Dorn. yeah. It sings of plums and cherries and rich dark oak. A cask, a cup, a swallow. <laughs> One taste and you'll name your child after me. And I wrote here, yeah, dead. Dead, <laughs> lol. <laughs> <laughs> Holy shit, that's fucking amazing. So Danny smiles and says, my name, my son has a name, dead, dead. <laughs> but I will try your summer wine. And she says it in Valyrian, which feels strange to her tongue after yeah. so long. And he's like, Dothraki. the fuck? Because he mistook her for Dothraki and uh, mm-hmm. he, he tells her so. And she is then announced by her handmaiden as. Well, she he mistook her for that because she looks it. She's right. got the it. oil she's... braided hair. Mm-hmm. She's in leather. She's tanned after yeah, this time. Yeah, she's tanned like, as shit. Like, she's girls looking, looking fierce. fierce. Yeah. Like, so she looks the part. And actually, I think that's very complimentary here. Like, she could be it. If she embraced it, like she's mistaken for Dothraki now, she's not mistaken as Targaryen. No one's recognizing right, right. her for this Targaryen. She's the Khaleesi. Like you you're are Dothraki like, now. Yeah, Your skin isn't impairing that. Your language isn't impairing that. You're you forgot how to speak High Valerian. It feels weird. To like, you. like yeah, you're tar. You're, you're Targaryen. You could you are, absolutely live with them forever and be happy. Ozymandias. Yeah, <laughs> it's it's this wanting to do things. This pushing to. Westeros that gets her son killed, that gets Drogo killed. It's her own, it's the Oedipus and yeah. Ozymandias and fucking the Illithid and the Odyssey and Shakespeare and... Sure, alright. Settle down. So anyway, he bows low yeah. and says, Princess. And she's still thirsty. Yeah, because Doria steps up and does the you have the honor of dressing Daenerys of House Targaryen, the Stormborn, and all her titles. Princess of, yeah, whatever. Yeah, yeah, and so Danny, yeah, she commands him, rise, I'll still take some of that summer wine, and he gets it. Fuck that shit. That no, 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 no. Darnish swill. Nah. <laughs> no. I have a dry red from the arbor, please. Let me give you a cast. The good stuff. The good shit. Good shit. And Danny thinks that such a vintage will please Drogo, who has developed... A taste for good wine My in the man. free cities. Yeah. Drogo's drinking that high quality shit. <laughs> like, ain't no bottom shelf bullshit. <laughs> Get that the fuck out. That's what he is going to the Jade Sea for. He's going to plunder for some top See, quality shit. And, and, like, this is, like, the one argument I just want to make overall in this first book for Danny's eye. Danny is a bad influence on Kyle Drogo. Can I just say she's a great wife? She's a bad influence she's on him. Up for him. Yeah, but now he's he's drinking a lot and he's only drinking the finest shit. She's she's implementing her fucking Targaryen So he's clearly entitlement onto him and he was perfectly <laughs> fine just being this no. savage rating. He was big into it before her. She he's probably taught her about wine. He liked mare's milk. <laughs> and every Dothraki. The has fermented to. Chunky shit that fucks you up with a sip, not this wine shit. This is her influence on him, okay. and I think that's actually—I really do think that's what that's meant to be—is that she is slowly. Uh, well, yeah, he picked up it up in the free cities, but yeah, she's she, like he—he's classing up a bit. He's learning. Yeah, it's too bad he dies so soon because it would be fun to see him interacting he becomes in the, the High Lords. Yeah, like yeah, that, like he'd be like him and Stannis. Stan, oh, could you imagine? Anyway. <laughs> So, yeah, he, Danny thinks that, Dro, yeah, Drogo's going to love that. So she says, you honor me. And he says, the honor is mine. And he grabs a small cask and he points out the red wine sigil, which, like, really? Like, fucking house red wine with the, the grape wine, sigil, like, Mary, like, with the wine. With like, the, yeah, with the poison. Fuck you, house and red like, wine. Like, and fucking, oh, you son of a bitch. So Drogo, she says, Drogo and I will share it together. And she tells Ago to take it to the litter if he would be so kind. And the no. Well, the merchant oh, beans. Oh yeah. When she said, "Well, like straight to, when you're gonna Drogo and Danny." Yeah. Like yeah. oh. Well, that's what I think. Obviously, that's <laughs> but it almost makes it like she, he's taking the compliment. Oh, yeah, yeah. Like she's so like, oh, they're loading it up into the like. Oh, they're so, taking it. So yeah, nice. yeah. It's so subtle. But yeah, yeah, no, we get that. Dora interrupts heavy as fuck. I'm not gonna shout no again into the mic because yeah, once is enough. And his voice is strange and brusque. And Ago puts the, down the cask and looks to Danny, who nods and asks Sir Jorah. She didn't even know he was there. Yeah, no, he was like, just... boom. Yeah, suddenly. And he's hollering at this moment. And she asks him, Sir Jorah, is something wrong? And he says, I have a thirst. Open it, wine cellar. And he says, it is for the Khaleesi. Nothing likes of you, sir. 
Yeah. <laughs> Which is just, you know, like that's typical. Even I think a regular wine seller not trying to poison would say something like that. Yeah. So Jorah moves closer and says, if you don't open it, I'll crack it open on your head. And Danny no- notes that he has no weapons. Obviously, this is not no weapons, but none on him. Right, it's right. a sacred city. It's forbidden. But his hands were lethal weapons enough. Might as well get those yeah, fucking yeah. registered because. And uh, the guy pours a drink for Jorah. Without spilling a drop. Well, yeah. Into a thimble. Dexterous. Like, and so he goes to hand it to him, and Jorah smells it. Well, like, the the merchant fights. He he fights for a while. Well, like, yeah, he doesn't want to. He draws it out. You know, it would be a crime to drink it without letting it breathe. Yeah. Like, just all this bullshit that he can to. Oh, like the bullshit you were just spewing about? My bullshit's correct. Okay. okay. Wine tasting. You gotta let it breathe. Somebody's gonna fucking lay into me about all that wine because I am talking out my ass. But anyway, she, Jogo, uh, reaches for his whip and the merchant hasn't put his hammer down after yeah. he opens, after he taps the cast. So Jogo starts reaching for his whip, but Danny stops him and says, Do as Sir Jorah commands. Do as Sir Jorah says she commands. And. She's putting on her queen voice. Yeah, so he pours, like you said, these thimble sides without spilling a drop. And Jorah lifts one and sniffs, frowning. See, Jorah, Jorah's a wine man. He mm-hmm. knows. You got to mm-hmm. sniff it first, rotate it around the glass a little. Mm-hmm. Well, but with a thimble. You can't fucking you do can't it do with anything. a thimble. Been... And the wine cellar bids Jorah to taste it. See how sweet it is. And Jorah holds out the cup and says, you taste it first. And the man. No, died. no, it's a poor wine cellar who drinks his own wares. Danny notes that his smile is amiable, yet she could see the sheen of sweat covering his brow. It's a hot day, man. Not all of us handle the hot as. You as will drink. Oh. Danny says, cold as ice. Empty the cup, or I'll tell them to hold you down while Sir Jorah pours the entire cask down your throat. So even if again it's not poisoned, that's a, that's an expensive cask to just dump out. Like, I mean, that's gonna kill him. That's a lot of wine. Like yeah, it's it's waterboarding. Waterboarding. In, like, <laughs> and that's that black passing into the shadow. Yeah. That immediate something's off. So she's gonna go fucking. I mean, that's a that's a little much. So basically, he then goes as if he's he shrugs, yeah. reaching for the drink and he's gonna take a sip no gotcha and he sh- grabs the cask and launches that shit at Danny Yeah. who instead of jumping in front of the cask Jorah fucking barrels her to the fucking ground yeah, this pregnant lady. blam like dude she's got a kid What? Do you- no wonder she miscarried you yeah. fucking railed her to the ground you miscreant the like, cask what? hit Jorah in the shoulder and smashes on the ground and Danny stumbles and loses her feet and screams no as she not that deep because yeah, that'd be Danny's- totally terrifying no but- <laughs> whoa she no. thrusts her hands out to break her fall because she's about to fall on her belly. As she does, Jiqui or Doria. Doria grabs her arm and manages to swing her, you know, kind of from. So she lands to, on her legs. Lands on her, on her butt, her legs, and just thank God because we wouldn't want anything to happen to the baby. The trader vaults the stall, darts between Ago and Ricaro, and races down between the aisles. And Danny hears a sharp crack of Jehogo's whip. Coiling around the wine cellar's leg, and he sprawls face first in the dirt. So, ladies and gentlemen, real quick skirt, because this scene in the show where the whip is around the cellar's neck, I photoshopped the other brother's face on that. Was, that was uh, Viserys, wasn't it? This I did this one also. Oh, did you? Where he was running away, and it was his face on this guy. Oh, yeah. And it was quite wonderful. But, yeah, I also did the Viserys one where he had... Uh, had it as well. So yeah, a dozen guards come running at this point, and with them is Merchant Captain Bayan, whatever the fuck his last Bayan. name was. Uh, a no- Norvoshi with a blue mustachio that swept up to his ears. Which I like the... That's... And he seemed to know what happened without a word being spoken, and so he tells a couple of his guards to take the merchant to await the pleasure of the call. And he says, his goods I gift to you as well, princess. A small token of regret that one of mine would do this thing. And... So Doria and Jiqui help Danny up to her feet, the poisoned wine leaking into the dirt. And she asks, Jorah, how did you know? And she's trembling all over. And he says, I did not know, Khaleesi, not until he refused to drink. But once I read Illyrio's letter, 
I feared. I feared. And his eyes sweep over the market, and he says, come, best not talk of it here. And, I mean, he knows better than anyone that yeah, yeah. people are always fucking listening. Always. So, on the way back, she just does a lot of thinking to herself, and it's... About fear. About fear and convincing herself that she doesn't get scared. She can't get scared uh, because she's the dragon. And, right, and then she starts, and it's obviously her talking to the baby when really it's her own fears and uh, emotions coming out that he doesn't need to be afraid. He's a dragon not to worry. And just, you know, basically trying to anti anxiety herself down. Like as she just had an assassination attempt on her fucking life. The one little note I had was that also he seems the Rago seems to sense her nervousness because he's moving around restlessly. Mm -hmm. And so at this point we know the little guy's still kicking. Whether or not he's that weird demon thing. Yeah, not yet. But once home, once back to her little hut that she calls a home here, not little, but she orders everyone to leave but Jorah and says, tell me, was it the usurper? And he says, yes, and draws out a letter. Yeah, yeah, it was. Robert Baratheon offers lands and lordships for your death or your brother's. And she says, my brother, her sob was half a laugh. He does not know yet, does he? The usurper owes Drogo a lordship. This time, her laugh was half a sob. She hugged herself protectively. You, uh, we, you said. Oh, me, you said. Only me? And he says, you and the child. Ambassaris. Ambassaris. <laughs> fuck Viserys. And she says, that's... no, he cannot have my son. Yeah. And then she decides that she would not weep. She would not shiver with fear. The usurper has woken the dragon now. And her eyes go to the eggs. And the lamplight is making the light reflect and kind of sh- send these motes of color drifting around. And it's all craziness. And it says, was it madness that seized her then? Born of fear? Or some strange wisdom buried in her blood? What the fuck does that mean? Like, are you kidding me? Because, like... You're a Targaryen, Harry. That's it. Like... Is it just inherent that she can feel these dragons stirring like Rago is stirring? Does Rago sense that he's going to be sacrificed to give life to these dragons? Like, is there... Well, I mean, if it's... If we take it at what we've been told, magic is supposedly starting to return to the world, and Targaryens lived in old Valeria, uh, lived in Volantis or Valeria. magic in their blood. And, and like, yeah, of... so if, if, if supposedly what we believe is that, yeah, Targaryens had this inherent connection to these dragons through some magic whatever, that if magic is returning, that's what's happening here is it's stirring up in Danny's blood. That's why she gets the immunity to fire to an extent. And, yeah, yeah, yeah. And that sort of stuff. It's slowly waking in her, and so she's star- slowly starting to get these, like, impulses and And the cool and thing is, knowing a full spoiler... The, the comet's coming here at the end yeah. of the book. And so it's getting closer and closer yeah, yeah, and that's closer. Yeah, the proximity so of the comet? Right, like who knows? And that's what caused them to be able to be born again. or So she's whatever. having a very out-of-body out of experience here, and she hears herself tell Sir Jorah to light the braziers, and he questions Sir Khaleesi, and he looks at her strangely. It is so hot, are you certain? And she it says she had never been so certain. And she says, yes, I have a chill, so... He does it. He's even though it's hot as balls in there. Mm-hmm. When the coals were lit, she sends Sir Jorah from her. She had to be alone to do what she needed to do. This is madness, she tries telling herself, lifting up the black and scarlet egg. It will only crack and burn, and it's so beautiful. Sir Jorah will call me a fool if I ruin it. But still, she cradles the egg with both hands. Both of them. Cradles it mm-hmm. like a baby. Like a little kid. Little tiny child. And carries it to the fire and pushes it down deep amongst the burning coals. And the black scales seem to glow as they drink the heat. And Danny grabs the other two and places them beside beside the, the black one in the fire. And she watches until the coals turn to ash. See, I don't think that that's inaccurate either, that they drink the oh, heat. Oh, yeah. And that this just isn't nearly large enough and quenching enough for these no, it's eggs a to crazier. get it. So they need a big funeral pyre yeah it's a brazier like this ain't, this ain't heat yeah, especially three of them yeah so there's this heat that's shimmering around the eggs they're holding this heat in and, mm-hmm. and, and sort of repelling uh, not repelling it but releasing a little bit of it and that was all and she thinks your brother Rhaegar was the last dragon Sir Jorah had said and she's just gazing at her eggs sadly and she thinks what had she expected 
they were once alive a thousand years ago, but now they are only pretty stones. So let me tell you what I wrote for my notes for that section now. Uh, she sends Jor away and carries the eggs into the fire. Nothing happens. Drogo returns. That's it. That's all my notes. Did you have more to go on with that? Oh yeah, yeah. no, I, I I had nothing to say about it. like yeah, like I I thought they were cool in the blood drinking line, but nothing happened. Oh, I've got more here. Uh, Go for it. So yeah, she says, <laughs> but now they are only pretty rocks. They could not make a dragon. Our dragon was air and fire, living flesh, not dead stone. Have you ever heard of the theory that there is a dragon in, at Dragonstone? I've heard a lot of theories about Made Dragonstone. Stone? And the, that the dragons that are on like the ramparts were dragons that have turned to stone. And there's a dragon. In the, yeah, I've heard those theories. Uh, you think that's a, a nod to that or a potential? A this... dragon was air and fire, living flesh, not dead stone. So maybe the dragons on Dragonstone aren't the dragons that will be fighting for the living? Right, right. But they are the dead stone dragons who will be maybe fighting for the dead. Maybe. That'd be wild. Stone dragons? That'd be crazy. I don't, I like, dude, no, I yeah. just with Dragonstone, is the only place I could think of that I recall hearing of, like, dragons made of stone. Yeah, yeah. So that was immediately what I thought. Maybe but yeah, otherwise. That, was, that uh, was pretty much the only interesting tidbit. The, what's the, um, the smoky bits there of Valyria when they go through the water and shit? Aren't there the gargoyles and... Are there like gargoyles and shit in the fog out in the distance that they can see on buildings or some shit? The oh, like the stone men fucking yeah, perch all I mean. over, like but the dead stone and yeah, stone men. yeah, that's I it. I don't know. I'm just but yeah, the brazier was cold again by the time Drogo returns and Colo, Koholo was leading a pack horse behind him, the carcass of a great white lion slung across its back. King of Kings has fallen. So I've got quite a bit to say, but I just want to quote these these bits here. Of, uh, it goes on to say, above, the stars were coming out. Mark that. Drogo dismounts laughing, showing her the scars where the lion raked him through his leggings. I shall make you a cloak of its skin, moon of my life, he says. So, first thing I want to note is, the, yeah, the, the death of the lion here is foreshadowing the death of Danny's good nature. The death of her being this goodly sort of conduit of of good. And all... We know from the Dothraki that all events of significance happen under the stars. And so yeah. the stars are coming out as this lion is being presented to her, this yeah, spiritual this... And, and creature of goodness. And, and this speech that he makes, too. Yeah, and and just to to tie it back to the Ozymandias, it's this it's a symbol of death. It's this lifeless thing. This yeah, this carcass. It's a carcass. It's a monument of sorts. It's a, a yeah. tribute to Drogo's kill. And yeah, that's his legacy. Yeah, and but it goes on that when Danny told him what happened at the market, all the laughing stopped, and Jorah warns him that this man won't be the last to attempt it. And that the seller of poisons, oh, Drogo goes on to say, the seller of poisons ran from Moon of My Life when he should be running after her, and so he will. And then he continues on, Drogo, draw the andal. Choose any horse you wish for my herds, it is yours. Any horse save my red and the silver of the Moon of My Life. And then he goes on and makes the biggest proclamation and gift. Oh, am I reading this? Yeah, do it up. And to Rago, son of Drogo, the stallion who will mount the world, to him I also pledge a gift. To him I will give this iron chair his mother's father sat in. I will give him seven kingdoms. I, Drogo, Carl, will do this thing. He ro- His voice rose. I'm not going to raise my voice any louder because, you know, I do have neighbors. I will take my Kalizar west to where the world ends and ride the wooden horses across the black salt water as no Carl has done before. I will kill the men in the iron suits and tear down their stone houses. I will rape their women, take their children as slaves, and bring their broken gods back. Back to Vastothrak, to bow down beneath the mother of mountains. 
This I vow, I, Drogo son of Barbo, this I swear before the mother of mountains as the stars look down in witness. Sharkbait, Ruha. Sharkbait, Ruha. So we got the motivation Drogo needed. It was the attempt on his moon of his life's yeah. life. But as mainly, well as the kill. The significant bits that I took out were rape their women, take their children as slaves, and bring their broken gods back to face Dothrak. Right. So he wants to conquer the fuck. I mean, out of them. the raping of women. Cool. I guess we're just all right with that. Yeah, that's apparently okay now. Children, slaves. Sweet. We know Danny has a no issue with slaves whatsoever. Yeah. And bring their stolen, broken gods back to face Dothrak again. To me, is just another call to the Ozymandias of right. These these Fallen things idols. that these yeah these people believe they built. I mean, look at uh, and this connection has obviously been made a ton of times, but. Uh, Heron is a good uh, Black Heron who built Heron Hall. Right, right. And Heron Hall is a uh, Ozymandias, very much so incarnate in Westeros. Of look at the look upon my works, ye mighty in despair. And then Aegon fucking came and melted yeah, that shit. Was like, the day it was completed, the like day is fuck you. So yeah, we just Dan- Danny is sort of blind to this. She she wants what she wants, and she's not really thinking inwardly. But it says that. The Kalasar left face Dothrak two days later, heading south and west across the plains, Drogo leading on his great red stallion and Danny beside him on her silver. The wine cellar, naked, on foot, chained at throat and wrists, which ran to the halter of Danny's silver. As she rode, he ran, barefoot and stumbling. No harm would come to him, so long as he kept up. So she's going to torture this man to death. Absolutely. And Which then is... drag him for a couple miles until slowly he just starts to take enough cuts and yeah. shit to bleed out or maybe hit a rock hard enough to black out. I don't know. Right, right. It's shitty. Word. So I know you were very excited about this whole chapter. What did you, uh, I can't even ask you what you thought of it because clearly it was an excellent, outstanding chapter that we both enjoyed very much. With that, who's your inductee? George R. R. Martin. That's okay. I actually was thinking you might go with him. Yeah, I just... Danny is not, by any stretch of the imagination, my favorite character, but god damn if I don't enjoy these chapters because of stuff like this. And maybe I am just fucking stretching and I came up with something and pulled it out of my ass, but it all seems to fit to me in such a, a good way that even if it was unintentional, it works. It's It's this... This hubris, that's what Danny's story is going to become. I want to make a monument. I want to make something lasting. Look upon, look upon my works, ye mighty in despair, you lords of Westeros who stole my father's throne. Look at and what I've done. And it's not going to end there. That's and, it. And that's it. It never ends there. She could be, she's fine here. She's the, you know, the queen of these people. The way that he's reacting towards the death uh, threat on her life, Drogo, um... Like, she could live here happily, rule these people. She's, and... Well, she's literally living in the place where she, like, those things don't last. Like She's going to prove that about the Mother of Mountains. They're all brought here. They're, they're Like, these broken gods are brought here. They These things don't last. They And Drogo even says he's going to drag back their stolen, their broken gods as well. Like, it's, 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 it's just well, going to happen. And it's thinking about it further. Eventually, she's returning to Vase Dothrak because she's supposed to be with the Dosh Kaleen. Yeah. And she's not going to allow that to happen. And so Mother Mountain is this idol, this empire, this this. Well, we, we don't know how that goes quite I mean, yet. I... That's I, show stuff because we don't even know. it would also be fitting for her in this I mean, this I, I don't think she's going to destroy anything. I think it's just she's going to win them over, and I think it's going to be much different than it was portrayed in the show. Yeah. Uh, cool. I just think it has to be. I, I don't... I didn't really like the way all of a sudden she shows up there, she's there like two days, and then she kills all the cow leaders, um, yeah. and they're all like... I, I get... Never mind. That's a show oh, yeah, shit. Yeah. You're inducting. Mine is George R. R. Martin um, for that fucking chapter. I'm going to go with uh, Koholo, I think, is the one that got the, the whip and tripped out the, the merchant oh, wine. Oh, Jehogo. Jehogo. Yeah, Jehogo. so it's going to go to that Blood Rider specifically for being the badass because he's, he's he doesn't have the ulterior motives like Jorah did. 
He was just trying to protect his queen. Yeah. She was buying him some sausages. Like, he's having a great fucking day. Yo, you're trying to kill my lady? Yo, you mother... And mm-hmm. he fucked that dude up. Or at least stopped him. And so that would... I'm, yeah, I'm no, going to get yeah, him in the there. The Blood Riders are legit. They yeah. Because they were all, like, coming up behind uh, Jorah, too. They're like, what up? What up, yeah, guy? Yeah, he was ready to fuck up? that wine What? Up. Try and run. So See I like what that. happens. We did also get correspondence from Julian, as we read his email at the front. And he said... And an inductee for this Danny chapter, he says, "I must confess, I ain't a big fan of Danny chapters because I have never been a fan of da- uh, Danny. I have never been a Danny fan throughout the show. That's all right. It, it was always made so that she's the heroine that rises from rape, exile, and hatred to leadership and freeing oppressed people. Yet I've always felt like she was oppressing in her own way, authoritarian and overly confident, thinking very, very highly of herself." God, I dislike pretentious people. So she kind of fell into that case of mine. And then she turned Mad Queen, as I had predicted. I still feel it happened a bit fast in the series, even if it made perfect sense. Anyway, I loved the chapter where that cunt Viserys gets his crown. Such a satisfying (laughs) moment. This one, meh. Naive Danny versus smart advisors, even though he's a traitor. Oh, he's not done yet. No, he says, uh, still, I'm going to give my inductee to Drogo. For hunting that mythical lion, getting only a scratch, and for being the first call to grow balls toward the poison sea. Ah, the things we do for love. Enjoy the recordings. Can't wait to listen to the next one. Valor de Harris. Hell yeah. Valor Morghulis. So a few words on that. I, I, Whether you had intentionally, um, I don't know, been listening to our thoughts as we're thinking them and lined that up with how it, it lined out there. Um but we definitely agree with a lot of that stuff. I forget what I was going to... The last part on the... Yeah, I the authoritarian. No, and... uh, right after that with Drogo. Because I was going to induct Drogo. Oh, yeah. And, and just because he was a badass. Uh, and so what I was going to say is that I understand the not necessarily enjoying this chapter. Um, because my first read-through and even my other rereads, this one was kind of... Just cut and run for me. I mean, it's definitely cool to see yeah. the the merchant wine stuff, but until until this whole, you know, seeing the extra depth in the lion, it's it was a fairly dry episode yeah. chapter. So we absolutely understand that part. Definitely. Um, hopefully, our breakdown here helped inspire it a little. Yeah, more maybe for you. through a little more. But thank you for the inductee. Yeah, I re- Julian, I really like the way you put as well. Um, the things we do for love, because that's absolutely a theme yeah. throughout all of them. It's, you're right, Drogo is he, he somebody attacked his the moon of his life and his son, and so now he's gonna give his son, which is again just goes to show how heartbreaking it is that she's forcing him to go and do that instead of just settling down instead here. Instead of him. just like, being happy he, with what she has, he technically bought her and or made the trade with her. Yeah, for, you know. But, like, he's 100% committed and devoted to her. Mm-hmm. Like, he's going to test fate with going across that fucking scary-ass black poison water. Yeah. No call That's has it. ever done that and before. And so with, obviously, this came out way, way before, but with the obvious Ozymandias references, uh, Breaking Bad really popularized it, and I really liked comparing Danny to Walter White in this. Yeah, yeah. And mainly with the, the line that she says where... That might be enough for some women, but not for the dragon, because that's exactly what Walt's thing was. Was he he gets these millions of dollars? Spoilers for Breaking Bad, I guess. But full spoiler, he gets, he gets these millions of dollars, and it's not enough. It's he needs more, and that's what Danny's gonna yeah, get. You yeah. know, she's gonna get maybe the Iron Throne, but it's not gonna be enough. And she's and gonna so want more, more. I I hope that I didn't come across as stupid as. I could be with that. I think I don't think it was out of left field. I think uh, I did some pretty thorough research and came up with that, and I've been super excited to lay it down. Those were our thoughts. Yeah, on, so on... write into us. Let us know what you think about Danny Six yeah. or Ozymandias or how they relate to each other, um, whatever. Next, where you can be read... Next episode, we're going to be reading Catelyn Eight. You can write us about that as well. I am thrilled to announce to you loyal fans that have been just giving me hell for quite some time i figured out the instagram handle and got it switched to match my twitter handle so you can reach me at twitter at manners without you can also reach us at instagram at manners without one step easier you can reach zach and twitter at carstark 92 that's carstark c-a-r-r 
Stark92, where on G- our email is withoutmannersbrotherhood at gmail.com. We are, are on Facebook, facebook.com slash brotherhoodpodcast. I'm still working on figuring that one out. Don't rush me, man. I do things in my own time, all right? All right. And we're also on Patreon, patreon.com slash withoutmanners. You're a Dothraki. Right. There you go. Cool. So let us know what your thoughts are. We love hearing from you. I'm going to go drink some Gatorade. Yeah. It, uh, man, Ozymandias. Look upon my works, ye mighty in despair. Fellow de Harris. Peace. Hey, Zach. Hey. You listen to a podcast right now? I will be. Are you going to be doing it on your favorite app? Well, I have a couple of them. Which one? Well, the one I'm talking about is Podcoin. Where you can listen and earn great rewards. I'm pretty sure we have a code for that one. We do. If you are a new user of Podcoin, you can type in Brotherhood and get 300 coins to spend on fucking cool stuff. Sweet. Like giving to charity or gift cards. Yeah, gift cards to like Starbucks and Amazon and all sorts of other places. So if you're hearing this, why haven't you already downloaded Podcoin and started listening to Brotherhood? Listen to us there. And earn some coins. Do it. Yeah! Yeah!